my fellow nerds, welcome to the Captain's Quarters, the Star Trek Rewatch podcast, where we are rewatching the entire Star Trek franchise, starting at the beginning of the timeline, starting with Star Trek Enterprise. Today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 2, called Anomaly. My name's Gabe, I'm with my co-captain Jason. Make it so, Jason. Hey look, he's headed for that small moon. Nice. Jason, in this episode... The Enterprise continues traveling through the Delphic Expanse. They come across a damaged ship. Uh, before that, though, there are these weird waves of spatial anomalies that are rippling through space in the Enterprise and causing a lot of disruption. Um, we don't get an explanation for that. We assume it's something that's unique to the Delphic Expanse. And it's a huge problem for the Enterprise. It actually inverts some of the physics. Tucker um, is unable to to uh, do most of the things he's able to do on the ship. And at one point he says, um, yeah, I just need to rewrite physics real quick. And he's like, where's Isaac Newton when you need him? Yeah. Um, to a point where they have to shut down the warp engines. Right. They come across a ship uh, that is, um, it's a, it's a destroyed ship basically. It's the sh- it's a shell of a ship. Um, no life signs. Archer, Reed, and our our Makos uh, go and check it out. They discover the crew is all dead. Um, they are able to, to uh, scavenge some stuff from the ship. Um, they get back to Enterprise, and a group of aliens basically attacks them and then beams on board and starts stealing all their stuff. They steal food, they steal weapons, equipment, but worst of all, they steal antimatter. So not only is Tucker having to contend with this inverted physics stuff. They, they steal the injectors. They yeah. steal the antimatter injectors, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now the only antimatter they have left is what's actually in the, the, the reactor core. Mm-hmm. And Tucker estimates that this gives them about a month, I think, of, yep. of flight time, and then they're out of fuel. So it's pretty scary. Um, so... The uh, Enterprise, though, these Makos being being this, like, badass, like, Delta Force group, they, um, they capture uh, one of these aliens who beamed on, on board, and Phlox identifies them as Osarians. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they capture one of them named Orgoth. And um, Archer is basically... Uh, he's hoping to, to recover the stolen items, but the Osarians have masked their ion trail. He then confronts Orgoth in the brig. He explains they were traders attempting to find new trade routes, but after being hit by the spatial anomalies, they were unable to leave and resorted to piracy. So the crew are able to track the Osarian vessel finding a large thousand-year-old sphere constructed out of a single alloy. Archer and his away team discover a series of 
um, habitat modules containing most of the stolen items. The crew also finds a cargo manifest, and Ensign Sato soon learns they had also recently attacked a Zindi ship. Archer once again confronts Orgoth, demanding to know everything about the Zindi. To make him talk, he drags the Osari into an airlock, initiating the decompression cycle. Orgoth reveals that they downloaded the Zindi database and provides the, the access codes to their computer. When the alien ship returns, Mayweather maneuvers Enterprise close enough for Sato to download 90% of the database. Archer sends Orgoth back to his people. So a couple things, Jason. Mm. Um, it's, it's kind of disturbing when Orgoth talks about the history of his people and them resorting to piracy and how yeah. they weren't previously like that. They weren't pirates. They weren't yeah. these mm-hmm. aggressors. Mm-hmm. And even even his physical appearance, um, he has like a big scar on his face and stuff. Even yeah. supposedly that is the result of just the hardships that they faced. And he he, he contends that He's like Archer. You're you're too you're too moral. Yeah. And and just wait. Hang around in this expanse long enough, and you will become just like us. Yeah. 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 And it's kind of the scary thought because it's like, you know, you like to think of your your values and your morals as sure. as uh, not being um, so fluid. And yeah. not not being like situational, you know. Yeah. But but you know, if you're if you live like a rat long enough, do you become a rat? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, I know you're a Christopher Nolan fan. Mm-hmm. So this this at one point it was kind of like. Orgoth and Archer was kind of like an interaction between um, the Joker and Batman from the the was it the Dark Knight mm-hmm. was that the one that he right. was in yep. and the Joker was testing him to see where Batman's you know boundaries were you know mm-hmm. if he was gonna break his one rule if he was so infallible that you know that he would do something um immoral amoral whatever you want to call it um kind of pushing uh kind of testing archer and that's kind of what it reminded me of and that's totally and that's totally what um i was going to ask you about is that you know do you think that archer that it was do you think that was unbecoming of a starfleet officer to torture a prisoner and putting him into the airlock and decompressing the chamber because from what I remember, if I remember correctly, way back in the day when this episode came out, I know there were a lot of people that were, there were a lot of fans that were disappointed in Archer that he would resort to that kind of tactic, to that kind of, you know, post 9-11 kind of mm-hmm. torture technique, I guess you would say, you know, a yeah. Guantanamo Bay kind of torture technique. And right. it was unbecoming of a Starfleet officer to do that. And I was curious if that was something. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You know, I I totally I totally see the the dots you connected, and um, 
it's just uh, it definitely evoked the Guantanamo Bay thing, right? For sure. And but did you have this experience? And don't don't let me forget about the Batman question I have, by the way. Yeah, um, sure, sure, sure. Did you have this experience when Guantanamo Bay was a thing? Did you think like, oh yeah, of course that's what they do. They torture people. Uh, like like because of media because of movies and shows and whatever you just assume like um isn't that part par for the course uh yeah and and i had never considered whether it was right or wrong Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i'm glad that people were speaking out against it because it i finally like you know as a young man like didn't just take it at face value as like, oh, this sure. is war, right? I like, yeah. oh, you can actually question whether this is right or wrong. Sure. And I remember kind of thinking like, yeah, you're right. Like, do the ends justify the means here? You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't think he should have done it. Um, I see why he's the he's been on a frenzy for the past three episodes, him and Tucker Mm -hmm. to like get vengeance basically on the Zindi. And so now he's like, um, bending the rules or bending his morals to, to, to achieve an end. But yeah. um, Yeah. It's, it's a slippery slope, right? It is. It's incredibly, it's, um, and you know, the, so a lot I, I remember a lot of fans saying that this was pretty a pretty callous move and it was pretty cold of Archer to kind of pull that kind of stuff to do that to Orgoth um, but if I remember you know but as a fan of the show this is not the first time a captain has played that kind of you know i uh in one of the episodes captain janeway does something similar Hmm. um but hers was a little bit more compassionate and in deep space nine where it even gets a little bit darker than that uh there are quite a few times captain cisco has kind of you know crossed the line and would say if I could do that again, I would, and I have no problem with that. Hmm. And it's a really interesting It's a really interesting character trait, or just a trait in general, as we were talking about. You know that it goes back to you know the torture of nine eleven in Guantanamo Bay. Like, what would you be? I know we can sit here in our comfortable chairs at home and sit here and talk about it on a podcast, but you know, I'm not sure. I would like to think that under those guises that you're trying to protect your starship or protect a country from, you know, and your people in your, you know, whether it's your crew members, your passengers or your, your fellow countrymen, if that's your duty to keep them safe. Yeah, it's hard for me to say. I have no idea. I, I have no idea what would you or I do to like keep someone, you know, keep people safe and still be able to look in the mirror and say, yeah, okay, I did that. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It is, yeah. Uh, it, per- particularly as the people are trying to keep safe, it, um, as that gets closer to you, if, if it's your wife or your kid or something. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. And... Yeah, just like really like in like in Batman, he was trying to get Rachel, and he's like, "Where are they?" And he's right, like beating right, exactly. the crap out of Joker. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. By the way, okay, so my question for yeah. Batman: what um, what is Batman's one rule? Oh, uh... he says he says I only have one rule. Yeah, that was my Batman voice, and then but he. I assume yeah, it's. I don't remember. I assume it's that he doesn't kill people. He doesn't take lives, but he does. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I think it is no killing. I think you're right. I think it's no killing because when he, you know, because in the end of that movie, he, you know spears joker in the face and he mm-hmm. throws him off the and he, you know he tosses him off the building but then he you know he um he uh you know shoots his little battering thing and you know pulls him up and and he doesn't kill him so yeah. i think in the christopher nolan universe i think that one rule is no killing got it that's what i thought well, okay, so on this torture thing, is there ever yeah. established a protocol or a rule against? Because, you know, a lot of times in this show, in Enterprise, it'll be a, yeah. um, a preamble to some, some down the road, yeah. whether it's the prime directive or something like that. Yeah, and yeah, it, this, this, kind of, this kind of act uh, mm-hmm. would go against... Um, this would this kind of this method of obtaining information would go against starfleet regulations and it okay. would go against the uniform got it and 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 it's fun and it's interesting because one of my favorite star trek deep space 9 episodes well two of them is one is the pale moonlight and the other one's for the uniform where cisco commits pretty horrendous things to achieving what he wants to achieve um and it's and it really makes you think of could i live with myself if i had done played that part in that role and Hmm. what he did okay well, and this, and so this is the stuff, and this was really part of the really, really interesting part of the episode that, because it does make you sit there and you're like, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I would rise above that. I wouldn't, you know, torture someone like that. And then yet at the same time, I don't know, push comes to shove. I don't know. To make matters worse, it was effective. Because he, he got the codes. It was. And he got yes, what he wanted. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So. But he also, at the same time, I would argue that, and I'm not trying to justify Archer's, you know, methods or, you know, that he wouldn't, that he wouldn't rise to that test. Because one, Orgoth was saying, oh, you're too, 
your morals stand in your way, will get in your way. You won't ever do that. Orgoth did say that. And then Archer, and I'm not, and again, I'm not trying to save Archer's soul or anything, but he does return him to the Osarian vessel as he promised. You know, he does, he doesn't kill him. He lets him go. Right. And, and, and Orgoth then taunts him again, says, you letting me go is another sign of your moral Mm -hmm. weakness. Right. Right. Um, so I don't know, I guess, I guess we'll just see like, you know, um, it was cold. It was cold. I I will say that. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. I I don't know. We'll have to say, uh, or have to see if if Archer continues down the dark side. Sure. (laughs) Right. Quicker, quicker, more seductive. Mm-hmm. Um, and once down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny. Exactly. Um, so we'll have to see, and we'll have to see if it affects the way his crew looks at him. Yes. Um, but also him showing mercy to an extent, letting him live, sending him back to his people. Right. We'll have to see what the uh, fallout is of that. Because yep. I assume we're going to see Orgoth again later in this season. So. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you know, he was played brilliantly by Steven Russler, who was... Who uh, was on... Uh-oh. Battlestar Galactica? Oh. <laughs> oh, criminy. Um, <laughs> this is Star Trek, Jason. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, but... Robert Russler, um, I'm a I'm a I'm a Battlestar Galactica fan, um, and I think he was on Battlestar Galactica before that. I think he's known uh, ba- Babylon Five. Oh, maybe? Babylon Five. Okay, never mind. I never I never watched Babylon Five. Me neither. Okay. Um, he's done a lot of stuff, but nothing that I watched. Oh, okay, okay, okay. For some reason, I thought he was a different. He played someone on Balsar, but it was Babylon 5. Okay, never mind. Well, okay. So, before we were recording, I was asking you this question, but I'll ask you yeah. now. What is the deal with this this sphere? It's a mm-hmm. thousand years old. Yeah. It's made out of a single alloy. And yet the Osarians are using it for their 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 closet, for the stuff. Yeah, that- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're trying, I mean, if you're being hunted, right? And I and this is just a theory. So if you're being hunted, so I think because Flox is from the Beta Quadrant and he recognizes that Orgoth and these assailants were Osarians, that I'm assuming that they're also from the Beta Quadrant. He said Phlox did say they aren't originally from the Expanse. The Expanse, right. Okay. Yeah. So so if they're on their own and they have to rely on this piracy, my only the only thought process of of why they're using the Death Star for their closet is that and I'm assuming and I'm also assuming it was built by the Zindi. Mhm. Or did they say that? They didn't say they that. They didn't. Okay. It okay. was very mysterious. It was right. very 
80s sci-fi movie. Right, right. Oh, it was very it was very 80s sci-fi movie. Absolutely. I agree mm-hmm. with you. The 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 ship that was that they first that the Enterprise first encounters in the mm-hmm. beginning of the episode, that was yeah. pretty creepy and I was like, "Wow, this is aliens-ish." Yeah. And then once they get to the Death Star, I'm like, "Wow, this is even more aliens-ish." Yeah. Yeah. Um the only thing that I could think of was that it was hidden behind the shield. Okay. Right? And so if you're being hunted and you're alone in this Delphic expanse, if you're the Osarians, you're looking and you're pirates, right? So you really need a home base where you can go and you know, hide your stuff, you know, um, you know, get away from all the predators that are attacking you, and I would assume that it's Zindi and the other species that inhabit the Delphic Expanse. And so that was the only thing that I could think of, and that was the only, like, this huge Death Star was the only thing that they could find behind this shield um, hidden away from the rest of, you know, the rest of the Expanse. Was that, you know, this was a good place to hide and a good place to hide your stuff. Got it. But, so, when Enterprise encounters it, they are in awe of it. Mm -hmm. It's like, look at the size of that thing. It's like, and then they scan it and see it's a thousand years old. Um, So, don't you think it would be, like, kind of like Coral Reef, where it's, like, a bunch of organisms would latch on to it, like... Like it, like a like an old wrecked ship. Yeah, like, I mean, like it would become its own ecosystem. Like, like don't you think there'd be a bunch of stuff around this yeah, massive I, thing, like other I would ships think so. and stuff? Yeah, I would think, but again, um, because the Osarians, or who was it? Who was it in the episode where they they were able to get the technology? to um that broke the code and they were able to decipher and figure out their um the Osarian's um ion trail and that's how that led to it was that one ion trail ended mm-hmm. and another one was like 70,000 light years away yeah was and so they deduced that it was that there was something was that from the progenitor there. Progenitor episode that that group was it the progenitor episode? I want to say it was from this. Oh, it was Orgoth, I think. I think Orgoth was the one. No, Orgoth okay. gave them access codes, uh, for... right? To break into the um. Was it the alien species that they first encountered that were all dead and they ex- they they took some of their stuff? Anyways, someone gave them someone gave Archer and the and Enterprise a way to track their ion trail. Mm-hmm. And they deduced that when one one ended and then the same signature um shows up again excuse me 70,000 light years away they're like 
wait, that doesn't make any sense. And there was a time difference too. Like one was like like an hour and then the other one was like nine hours old or something like that. And they start deducing that there's something going on and they happen to find the um they enter that protective shield which i thought was a pocket in space but it i think they talked i think they said it was a i think they said it was shielded in space hmm. and then they find on the other side of the shield and on the other side of the you know the gravimetric forces they make it through right and then they find the death star i i keep calling it the death star it's not obviously but it looks like it um, but they find the Death Star and then they, so I, I would, I would imagine that that's, you know, the secrecy of it. It's hidden behind. A, yeah, uh, exactly. Okay. And if you right. weren't actively looking for it, hmm. you would miss it. Got it. Okay. But so we agree though, the Asarians did not in any way, shape or form construct this thing. No, no. I think and, it's, in, <clears throat> I don't they, know. They probably didn't hide it either. No. No, they no, maybe found no. out about it and then yep. went to it and made right, it their own. Right, okay. right, and so that is my thing. So that was like, so when I said that, I have it down in my notes. I was like, oh, it's like you know, a secret pirate island <laughs> where they're gonna go bury their treasure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Um, so far, this season is is middle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it it is. I mean, again, the the most interesting thing to me in this episode was Archer's methods of information retrieval. Right. And I, I personally am just a little surprised to hear that there are other instances of it in Star Trek. Um, I thought you were going to tell me that after this, ne- never again. But no, 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 no. Okay. Uh, but and but that's what makes those stories interesting is that you're there to serve you know that you're there to uphold the uniform what you call the uniform um and yet you know sometimes it has to be broken okay well was there anything else you wanted to talk about um you know some small things i just wanted to say um this was the i think this was the first episode where a crewman dies crewman fuller Mm-hmm. And so I think that to me was like, oh, this uh, this is le- this emphasizes the danger of being in the expanse alone, right? Is that we finally have a um, is that unfortunately we have a um, a, a red shirt that dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first crew member. Uh, this is the I believe the first appearance of the brig. Okay. Interesting. Where Orgoth is being held. So I believe that this is the first huh. episode of the brig. I can't think of any other instances. Of, sh- of the ship. I can't think of it being used. And then one of the fun things, if you hold, if you pause on the view screen that, to, that Hoshi Sato is looking at, um, one of the number sequences is 8675309. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I for, I forget the timestamp. I I was gonna write down the timestamp. Tommy but... Tommy Two Tone. Yeah, right? Tommy Two Tone. Jenny Jenny. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> That's so random. Yeah, 
I had to do a double take. So I was like, wait a minute. Wait, what? Um, and then I just wanted to say, I thought the music was really good. Oh, yeah? Okay. I, I'm using... Yeah, I thought the music was... Okay. Good. Really? I, that. I mean, I thought the music really, uh, again, emphasized the dark tones of this episode. Nice. You know, the the death on that first ship of the I think unknown aliens, did they did they mention what alien species that was? Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. Right. Um and then when they and then when they board the um the Death Star, I thought that was the music was pretty eerie on that as well. I was like, wow, it's um, really good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Hey, what was the deal with that one Mako female officer or uh, soldier corporal? They like. They made a point to like for Archer to like. He's like, hey, have you, have you used that thing before? And she's like. Not since training, or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so I thought I, I thought, just thought I, it was random. Uh, yeah, I thought it was random, and I was like, "Is that a throwaway line, or is that like, yeah. are you being are they sexist?" To, yeah, are they trying to like introduce like a a new character? I don't know. I just thought it was so yeah. random. I, I thought know. maybe yeah, thought, I thought maybe was... you knew was she, was she a actress who you recognized? No, not or? that okay. I re- not that I recognized. No, okay, not that All I right. recognized. <laughs> All right, then never mind. Who cares? <laughs> Let's assume she never shows up again. But that was I mean, that, it was random. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right, man. Anything else? Um No, I think I think we've covered quite a bit of it. Yeah. And again, I do yeah. hope I do hope that Archer recovers from this, like, um... You think it's PTSD? He, just whatever he's going through. I yeah. hope I hope this resolves. Like, I hope this isn't, like, now Archer's style and who he is. Because he's, like, for a long time, uh, not just this season or even the finale, just prior to that he just has his edge to him yeah oh yeah oh yeah ever since he found out ever since they found out that earth was attacked for sure right but but even even a little bit before that i felt like i mean this definitely kicked it into overdrive but um oh it's because it's becoming his his style yeah as opposed to just like a temporary arc in his character, you know. Right, right, so. right. I see, I see, I see. Do you, do you think that the death of Trip's sister also there's a little, yeah, personal, for sure. for sure that also enters. Yeah. I I I think, I think when I first noticed it was, like in season two when they started having to interact more with the Vulcans again. Okay. Um, yeah. He was. It. It just brought up a lot of his like short fuse, like kind of like. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of the Vulcans telling us what to do, like type stuff. And yeah. It, um, 
and then I, I, I thought that it like sort of solidified in that progenitor episode when he kind of dressed down Tucker and then he's just kind of been that ever since. And, and it's just like, you know, the only just like it comes across, it comes off the screen as like he overreacts to stuff. He's just I agree like, with that. I agree with that. Like yeah. things that are like relatively minor. He's just like, he kind of is yeah. just like, he goes from zero to 10 over minor stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, it's yeah. like, okay. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, I don't remember. And I, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. That's just my hope. Because um, I'm not enjoying the show as much because of it, for sure. Oh, so. interesting. Okay, okay, okay. So I hope I hope we get back to our optimistic, um, you know, hopeful Star Trek yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that no, we know the, and love. The the Zindi Delphic Expanse definitely has changed the tenor of the sh- uh, of the show so far, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I yeah. def I definitely agree with you on that. It's definitely gotten darker. It's it's obviously gotten more militaristic, which I don't like. I don't right. like the Magos being on board, and I understand the place for them because you know they do need a little bit of muscle going into this expanse, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because they're going in alone. Um, but yeah, okay, yeah. I'll have to keep that in mind that. That Archer is not the same as he was in, in my the last opinion. couple. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't want to. And I don't think you're wrong, but I'll definitely. Yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye out on that for sure. Cool. All right, buddy. Anything else you want to talk about? Um. Hey, in Boba Fett. No, um, I, yeah, I was, I was just about to say no. I think, someone, I think it's pretty wizard. Someone made a good point on Twitter. Yeah. That. So in this last episode, spoilers, obviously. Yeah. Um, we're talking about Din, the the Mandalorian episode. Right. Yeah, Din Djarin comes back. <laughs> yeah. As we predicted. Yeah. I mean, no, it, no, no! You predicted it. You predicted it. Well, it was obvious because they played his his music, his music, his, his sound yeah, effect. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So he comes back to Tatooine, and mm-hmm. um, he ultimately wants to go meet back up with Grogu. Yes. And he he um, melted down his Beskar spear. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Into what I assume is chainmail. Yeah, I think so too. For Grogu. <clears throat> yes. But he's also wielding the dark saber and it has strange properties and he's not super great with it. He almost no, cuts not. his leg off. Almost cuts yeah. his leg off. Yeah. So anyway, someone made a good point on Twitter that he's going to see Grogu. Grogu is with Grogu's people, i.e. the Jedi, presumably Ahsoka or Luke. And yeah. or Luke. Yeah. Um and um, Mando needs to. I learn. would highly doubt that it's Ahsoka. The only thing, I, the only reason why I say that is because I don't think they're going to CGI Luke again. I think it's too hard. It, they don't have the budget for it, so I feel like they need to like unite oh, Grogu with Ahsoka. Oh, you think we're going to go there? 
You think I, when we <clears throat> come back to Mandalorian, they will make an episode where he goes and visits Luke again? I think he... So, someone suggested on Twitter that he needs to learn to use the lightsaber. So, it's possible that... You mean the darksaber? The darksaber. Well, uh-huh. it was it was made by a Jedi... It was made by yes, a, a Jedi slash Mandalorian. A Mandalorian. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't know. To me, it's a lightsaber. I mean, I get. To, I guess it's called dark saber, but I'm using the same technology. It has, um, one of those kyber crystals in it, or whatever they call it. Yeah, I would assume so. I would assume so. And the hilt <clears throat> is made of Beskar, though. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know exactly the difference, but I feel like right. I feel I feel like he's maybe we're gonna get a like um, a, a Dagobah like training thing with Mando, oh. and he's gonna he's gonna learn how to wield the dark saber. Right. So we are going to. <clears throat> so we are probably gonna go to Luke's temple wherever that was. The S- references that the references that they made in. See, I think. Seven? I think Luke drops Last Jedi? Grogu. Was it Last Jedi? I think I think Luke drops Grogu off with Ahsoka. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, no. He, no. I think no. I think Grogu is part of Luke's school. They can't. They can't keep CGIing Luke. It's not in the budget. It's too hard. Right, I understand that, but th- yeah, I get that. But at the same time, I would not be surprised. Okay, so I've heard, and again, I'm breaking the rule of acquisition 190 that mm-hmm. um, here all trust nothing. Um, but from what I understand, from what I've heard, is that they have casted someone else to be luke skywalker okay well someone else did play him in the last one right, and right, they cgi'd right. his but, face on and, top and of the other from day. what i understand the so from what i understand that i and i don't know if it's cgi or not but that luke will be a character again and however large or small role that it is. So I've heard that Sebastian Stan has been cast as Luke Skywalker. And as of this recording, I don't know if that's true or not. It's just a rumor that I've heard. But it's been a pretty strong one going on the internet. However, a lot of rumors persist. And I'm not sure if that's actually true. But I would think that Grogu is part of Luke's school. And he graduates from Luke's wing of the Jedi Academy. And, and, and I think, and I think that would be cool because then it would play into, you could intertwine that back into whatever Ryan Johnson was trying to mess with in last Jedi, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Well, and, and no, I don't. And I did not. And I didn't mean that in jest. I, I did not. I did not say that just to bring in the last Jedi and crap on that movie. But, I do believe that Luke was brought back um, and that Grogu will be part of Luke's uh, Luke's sect. 
Well, if okay, yeah, if they recast Luke, as you say, then then yeah, I think that's obvious. But mm-hmm. I was just I was just assuming. I mean, they brought back Luke, and then they CGI'd Mark Hamill's face. So the other and thing, then, though, is I don't do, is Ahsoka a Jedi again? Um, because she left. Ooh. I, it's fine. Like okay, like because I know you're. I know you're. I'm. I know you're working your way through um, the Clone Wars. But she leaves. I think. Spoiler in, alert! I think in this era, I haven't seen that episode, but I think in this era, I don't think um, there is no Jedi Order. Luke isn't in the Order, and he's a Jedi. Right. 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 A Jedi right, right. is a quality, not a affiliation with an order. Ooh, we needed to have an episode about that. Um, <laughs> uh, oh wow, that oh that oh that's interesting. How would Luke be a Jedi in Empire or Return of the Jedi if there was no Jedi Order at that time? He Is, wasn't. He wasn't a Jedi. No, he wasn't. Okay. He, remember, Yoda says the last remember, of the Jedi will you be. He calls right. him a Jedi. No, 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 right. But remember in that. <laughs> but again, remember. Luke's a Jedi. Luke's Rebel. a Jedi. It's and called Return of the Jedi. It's no, called Return right. of the but Jedi. He but he doesn't return until he faces his father. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so. Until you face right. Darth Vader. Yeah, so he's a Jedi, and it doesn't matter what his affiliation was is with an order or not. Just and that would apply to it's her true. also. It's true. It's true. That's that would true. apply to her also. If That's she leaves, true. she doesn't become not a Jedi. She's just not part of the order. But so anyway, if they recast him, then yeah, I'm hundred percent on board. Then there's no there's no reason for yeah, what I'm saying. I was just saying, like, we know there's an Ahsoka show coming. Mm-hmm. They have an Ahsoka. Rosario Man, Carson. I would... Oh, that would be so boring. We we don't like Ahsoka, know. Like, her tra- in her travels that she's now has to, like... We don't know of any other Jedi out there. <laughs> we don't know of any other Jedi except Leia. Yes. Uh, and uh, I knew you'd like that. Uh, yes. That Leia... Solo is a, a, a Jedi. Should have been the chosen one, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. Um. And so, so I'm just saying, like, it just seems like, you know, they, <clears throat> they, they made reference to like how expensive and time consuming it was mm-hmm, to mm-hmm, do these mm-hmm, things, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I assume they're not willing to keep doing them. I'm like, well, what's the next best thing? And that's Ahsoka. Sure. But if they recast Luke, yeah, that solves the whole problem. Sure. But I and think it's kind of not... stupid. Like, I, I never would have thought they would have recast him considering they literally had Mark Hamill and now now we're going to have some other guy who doesn't look like Mark Hamill. Right, 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 right. Which, I, which again, I, I'm not sure if that's a disqualifier for that they would not do the CGI. I know yeah. you're not a big fan of CGI, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to be... I think it's it's a huge part of this of the franchise at the moment and i think it won't and i think it'll just get more and more i mean i i think even if they do get whomever 
to place Luke Skywalker again, I think they will CGI his face again. Oh, you do? You th- I do. So, so you think it'll be that Sebastian Just to that guy? point that you just made. Okay. You know, it would be the most logical to have it, you know, um, to have him be CGI'd again. I mean, you know. Okay. They've already done it once, and they haven't... I don't see them stopping. Okay. Um, they wouldn't need a known actor though for that yeah no right 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 and again what i've heard it's just a rumor and again i i could be totally wrong it could be you know yeah it could be nothing yeah i also heard that it was like confirmed that harrison ford did a couple uh i've heard that too yeah i've heard that too and i'm like what are you bringing back Unless you're also going to do a younger Han Solo again, and you're going to CGI his, and you're going to de-age him. Yeah. No, that's what they said, that he came back so that they could put his face on some other actor. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, if they're going to do that with uh, Harrison Ford, then I have... And uh, they've already done it with Mark Hamill, and Mm -hmm. I don't see them stopping now. I mean... I mean, as long as you've got these two actors, you know, these two people, you know, and if it's, and if it fits a story, why not? Well, um, either way. But you, but you think you. What's that? So so they're going (laughs) to. So you think the Ahsoka show is going to be her. No. You think it, an Ahsoka show would be training no. Grogu or like no. a bunch of Jedi? No, I think the it would just generation. be like a, a cameo thing. Like they oh, had Mando in I this see. show. I see, it I could, see, I see. She could show up again in Mando. Which, I see. Which I know they just said they they halted production of season three, but I know they were smack dab in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... That's okay because we're uh, I, I would think two. she would like train him on how to use use a lightsaber basically. Interesting, because I think if if Luke. you were if you bring Luke back for that one episode, I would imagine that he becomes his teacher. It would make the most sense. I'm just thinking from what they said, they were complaining about the cost of of stuff, so. And yet they still do it in each. <laughs> and yet they do it all the time in this, in yeah. this franchise. In this, in this franchise. Mm-hmm. And I have no problem with it. I have no problem with it. I have no problem with it. As long as the family of the whoever they're trying to do it gets the blessing and the okay to do that, then I think that it's cool. It's all good. All right, my man. Well everyone thanks for uh thanks for listening and uh don't forget we have a new rss feed so you have to resubscribe if you're following us on spotify so right now they're running in tandem uh but if you go to our twitter uh you can get to the correct one um so at some point in february the old rss feed will not have the whole backlog the new rss feed will have all the backlog so uh yeah so Please follow us on Twitter, and thanks for listening, and until next time, live long and prosper. 
May the force be with you. See ya.